0: This is Crow Inquisitors, an actual play RPG podcast about exonerated criminals doing the dirty work of a corrupt church. I'm Caleb, your host and Game Master, and you're about to listen to episode 10 of the show. Let's talk briefly about the calendar of Saragon. This session is told in montage, over the course of a little more than two months. In the original recording, I spent some time talking to players through the calendar of the world we were playing in. And though I've cut out those portions for the final version... I thought it might be interesting to give you a more organized summary here. The world of Saragon consists of one enormous continent that covers most of the northern hemisphere of the planet, from the Arctic Circle to a bit lower than the equator. There is a sizable ocean between the eastern and western portions of this supercontinent and an even bigger one that takes up most of the southern hemisphere. As a result, the Garrick Calendar, which has become standard almost everywhere, is specifically and intentionally named and organized for people living in one hemisphere with regular seasons. On Saragon, there are exactly 325 days each year. These days are divided into 12 months, with each month being exactly 27 days, with the exception of an extra day that is added to one month. Every year, this extra day passes to the next month and the next month on a 12-year rotation. The month that receives the extra day, according to Garrick Astrology, signifies something prophetic about the way that year will shake out. The current year in our game world is 3487, and thus the month that has the extra day is the month of high wind, the middle month of autumn. That makes 3487 the year of raging winds. Ask an astrologer what that might mean, but until the year is out and the historians retroactively figure it out, the meaning is anyone's guess. Each month is arranged in a strict seasonal rotation, with the first three months of the year delineating spring, the next three months giving the bounds of summer, then fall, then winter. Given that most of the people in the world that use this calendar, and really most of the people in the world generally, live in the northern hemisphere, these seasonal boundaries have been more or less agreed upon for many years. The first three months of the year, the spring months, are firstborn, sky flood, and vine reach. The summer months are spark flight, flame dance, and ember death. The autumn months are sun fade, high wind, and frost creep. And the last three months of the year, the winter months, are snow song, ice fall, and last death. The months themselves are also given particular astrological significance, and so the month of one's birth will often be used to judge someone's temperament or destiny. When we begin this session, a few days after the events of the previous episode, it is the 20th of ember death, the last of the summer months. Given that Saron is in a subtropical region of the world, the seasons are less felt here, so the prophetic meanings of the months often take a larger significance. The session will transpire between the 20th of Ember Death and the 5th of Frost Creep, for a total of 67 days. We'll talk a bit more about what that montage looks like later. The first part of today's episode will be following up the immediate aftermath of the events of the scenario. We don't do beliefs, instincts, and traits today, given the session's unique nature, so let's just jump right into the action. This is Crow Inquisitors. We are live with the Burning Wheel. Welcome to episode 10. We left off with our characters basically last time getting their heretics. They found the heretics. Um, I'm assuming that you're going to execute them all. Is that true?
1: Well, I kind of assumed we were supposed to bring them back to the church
0: and have a trial. how that works. Um, That wasn't necessarily what they said, though, right? That wasn't necessarily what they said. Execute the heretics. Yeah, Uh, Um, you did have the authority to do so. Well, I did kind of tell you I wasn't gonna just murder them all, so okay. yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you always have the guards awkward. It. Yeah, somehow that seems like it smacks of uh, lying by omission. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a period of a few months, really. That's gonna be kind of in mon told in montage sequence. I think we we kind of start with. I want to ask you guys a few questions about like what you do in the intervening days, just those next couple days that things are happening i know that you guys find the rest of the heretics um except for maybe one or 2 Like scour the town and there's a you know a few more around there's maybe a one or two that the uh, frinta um the leader of the heretics tells you about because you know alphonse seduced her and, and got her to play along with you guys but the the one that does get away that you know like you knew the name of and is important is uh opage uh the drunk guy that is you know giving information to. Well, that's the thing. He fled the initial encounter that you had. Remember he left led you into yeah, the trap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he just apparently just left town because no one finds that. Oh, okay. So, loser. so yeah, he's gone. You know, he's not around. So that that's like the only you know, him and maybe one or two other people that you just didn't find, like they managed to squeeze through the cracks kind of a thing, once they found out the other heretics had, you know, escaped kind of a thing. Um, you do know that there there might be some other cultists of this same kind of you know, branch religion somewhere around Saran, but uh, they don't necessarily know where those people are in specifics. You ha- So you have all these people rounded up. What are you going to do with them in the meantime? Like you have this group of cultists yeah. who have that false religion, and then you have uh, Liren and Itro, the uh, mayor and his dog, basically. Um, you still have those people to deal with. Uh, what are you going to do with all them?
1: Dunn uh told you he wasn't gonna just go around murdering them all because he wanted them to have a trial. So right. unless someone else does it, he's just gonna try and find a way to get them to be taken to the capital. Sure. Or the city.
0: Sure. So you maybe just send uh send a letter or something? Something like that. Okay. So that works. So you send off that letter. Um in the meantime then, what do you do with the members of the order that you found? Min, Lagar, and uh The Abyss the Abbas.
1: Well we still don't really know what's going on. Like all that we got now that we got the magic, we're like, okay, so super magical thing to destroy
0: evil. Alphonse can heal now. That's, I'm, that, right. <laughs> and again, yeah so, yeah, so we montaged the couple scenes after that. So, you know, you round up the cultists, um, you don't really learn, you know, Alphonse is slowly, like, learning how to use his ability. But, I mean, beyond that, you don't know a whole lot more. And, to be honest, neither do the, the Order people. Like, remember, they were all pretty vague about they didn't know about, like, the specifics of this thing either. So you have this orb, and Alphonse, I mean, it, you you still feel this connection to it. And, and I'm assuming that you're the one who's carrying it around, unless you give it, you know, to anyone or set it in a special <laughs> no, place. No, it's, it's in my pockets. Okay, pockets so it's and... it's about the size of, like, um, two fists, like, together. Okay, um, it's in my satchel. But yeah, so you have that. What's the kind of the plan to tell... I mean, uh, Dylan actually, in your letter to the to the Inquisitor, what do you say about the order stuff?
1: We determined they weren't part of the heretics thing, yeah. right? Uh, they don't really need to be mentioned then because they weren't part of the mission. Okay. And, you know...
2: That's fine. So. I fully support that idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, like, when I left, when Dylan left, he was all for, like, church stuff, and then he kind of, I like, think over the time I realized he wasn't okay. really
0: sure all right awesome being awesome. quoted apart with something he thought was cool cool <laughs> that, i really like that yeah okay so that's this really subtle we're starting to realize you know like if this was a novel like Dellen would be writing this letter and you'd have this one like little little thought for him and, and you know just like the church doesn't need to know this you know that oh man Dellen has actually been changed by some of the things that he's experiencing like he doesn't yeah. just he's not a dog of the of the military Cool, okay, so what's the plan then? Are you going to keep that from them indefinitely? Because this is the thing, like, um, Min and Legar both could be legally tried for murder or at least attempted murder because you do know that Legar suffocated that old lady, the doctor's wife's death, and Min decided yeah. to kill you as a holy knight. So I, I mean, have no sympathy for any of them. <laughs> you could just execute them, like, you, you're in your legal right to do so as a holy knight. Especially the like, Min... Um, I mean, he he attacked you personally, so you have every legal right to just kill him. So they don't need to have a trial? Yeah, there's a legal clause that says if anyone attacks a holy knight, they have forfeited their life at that point. Unless you specifically or someone higher above you says, no, we don't want that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might be just because they're not... Well, I also didn't tell them about them in my letter, so bringing them back to be tried would be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It depends on what we decide about them in general, whether or not we think what they right. said was accurate, or whether or not they were just like mm-hmm. got lucky.
2: I'm <laughs> sure Theo and I both want the abbess to be, you know, smack on their wrist. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, because she kind of gave me magic. Uh, goodness. <laughs> <And> you, <laughs> both, you
1: Guys both have the hot supporters, so uh, yeah. Well, I See, technically
2: don't. I'm above think, that
1: yeah, because of that and the fact that she did nothing but lie to her face the whole time. I actually like
0: her the least. <laughs> well, That's no, really I think I like the guy who murdered two women. Less probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he should die. He did seem the most unrepentant of it too. <laughs> so you just execute him then? Well, and I think again
1: it depends on as a group generally what we decide, like whether or not we're like, yeah, you know, they might be onto something. So like, sure, yeah, stopping darkness thing, um, like, or if we're just like, well, they found a trigger map somewhere, probably, and we're yeah, lucky. Definitely, and, like,
0: and those are two legitimate thoughts to have. The one thing to con to consider is if this order is a thing, there could be reparations for killing these people if the this order finds out about it. But I assume they sent pretty decent people. I mean, as long as
1: like legally we're not in any issue. No, as long no, as the order's not part mm-hmm. of the law, then yeah, I don't
0: have any problem.
2: I, I'm up for letting them all go except the woman murderer. Where are the other ones we
3: had again?
0: Yeah, you have Min, the uh, the Asian culture man. He's from Shoei. So he's not part of the Tekoni culture that spawned this idea of the unknown god, but he is part of a similar culture, kind of like a Chinese analog, almost. Um, the man I, the murderer I subdued? No, uh, that is the, the guy that yeah. you subdued. So so Min is the guy who attacked Delon and was like protecting the abbess. Lagar is the guy that you subdued and he is oh, right. He's from like the north. He's like a Celtic culture kind of person. You have him and then you have the abbess, of course, so.
4: He's the one
2: who
0: killed the woman, right? Yes, and the, yeah, the Legar is yeah. the one who killed the uh, the woman. Um, but he, I mean, he claims it was to stop the disease, which seems to be successfully done. Like, in the next few days, you don't see any hints of this disease continuing.
1: We don't get the impression that was because of him, right? He's Not just necessarily. Yeah, no, exactly. Go around murder people, uh-huh. right? okay. yeah. That's what I thought.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: We also know it wasn't necessary. And if we knew that, they should have, because they were studying this thing. So <laughs> They probably didn't
0: care. Well, and he got that order from the Abbots, didn't he? Um, No, it was the Gare himself who, he came in later into the part. So it was just men in the abbess for a while. And he came in later when they were starting to learn more about it. And uh, yeah, he kind of like took action on his own accord and just went around killing people. So yeah, it was Lagar's basically whole idea, so. Yeah, then we'll
1: probably have him executed. The others, I mean, I'm not going to not let them be charged with stuff because one of them tried to murder us, yeah. and they both kidnapped people. Well, uh, the, the, the
2: only two people they kidnapped and are completely fine with it. So it really doesn't
4: matter like to me. Agreeing?
1: Yes, <laughs> it is. Plus, one of them tried to kill me, and the other one lied to my face like the whole time about you not being there. So we'll probably just execute the guy who murdered people, and then we'll uh, just bring the other ones in for something sure. i don't know well and we if they think they can find more of us magic i mean that can't hurt <laughs> I, mean, I won't turn down more magical orbs
0: yeah so so you kill lagar you execute him so what do you do in the short term with min and achia the abbess you're just going to keep them in the same prison the rest of the people probably are yeah, kind of like them that. all in there okay in the intervening days, like, you know, you guys are recovering and you're just kind of taking a breather from the craziness of the last couple of days. Dylan sends out this letter, and uh, I don't think the Scarlet Inquisitor comes. I don't think Vada Frey himself comes, but uh, a couple of, like, a pair of minor Inquisitors arrive, and they meet with, they, they, like, request basically an audience. Or they don't request, they demand an audience with all of you. And so you're all kind of, like, uh, I think meeting at the Abbey. And so, like, these Inquisitors... These inquisitors who who actually look like they're twins. You know, they have, like, matching ranking insignias. They're, like, lower-level inquisitors. And, yeah, they look they look like identical twins. They, they gather you all up. Um, you know, some of you are still holding your wounds and all that stuff because you're still recovering from that. But, uh, yeah, they, they gather you all up and they basically, like, request, like, a mission report. We are from Vrata Frey. He requests a mission report. Please tell us how successful your gathering of the cultists were and any um complications that did result from this my brother here will take a full report the other inquisitors like setting down a piece of parchment on a on the table in front of him and like getting ready with the ink and quill to like write down all of your statements
2: david did you tell him that i got
1: magic powers
0: no i left out the whole thing about the order just because it wasn't about
1: the cultists are we
2: only going to talk about the cultists I mean,
1: basically, the yeah. cult this thing was basically done before the order thing started. More or less, we just didn't realize that. At least, I didn't realize that. I thought they were connected, mm-hmm. but...
2: Did we discuss beforehand that we're only going to tell them about the...
1: Well, I mean, you probably know that I... Le- I probably mentioned that I left it out of the letter, especially since I knew they were coming. I probably be like, yo, I didn't tell them about this. I mean, it wouldn't be a big deal if they mentioned it, because I could be like, it wasn't relevant. It's not like a big right. deal they find out. It's just, mm-hmm. you don't need to, like, bring it up. I mean, if you could help it, maybe don't. Heel in front
0: of them because uh, think they probably knew <laughs> yeah, you couldn't I do know. that.
4: Probably <laughs> not. Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, uh what what do you kinda of tell them then? I mean, I don't know how detailed my
1: letter was. I'd probably just say we have them.
0: Yeah, exactly. There, so, and they're they're okay. they're they're looking for like specifics of like how well did it go? Did you guys do your job? Uh, Were there any complications that we need to like clean up?
1: Only one person we know of for sure has escaped everyone else as far as we know it was. <laughs>
5: We also need a
0: replacement of one of the members of the team, Alphonse. The inquisitors look at each other, then they look back and he says, explain.
2: I'm like, yes, uh, wh- 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 tell, tell them why you, we need to replace the most useful member of the team. As much <laughs> as I would <laughs> like
6: that. I can, can, really
0: I that <laughs> can I roll
2: persuasion on that too? Can I roll persuasion to make them believe I'm the most useful member?
0: Well, uh, for that specific thing? Uh, no, okay, so, so what, they can need to hear more <laughs> of it. You can make a persuasion at the end of it, but okay. you can like,
1: if you actually say that, I think might like, contest that, he'd be like, as much as I would love to have Alphonse sure, sure, not yeah. here, I mean, he is useful.
0: So, so do, we, do we see this grimace of pain on Delon's face when he has to yeah, admit that? For sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it There's probably Delon- takes him a couple seconds to find the
1: word. Yeah, yeah, yeah Definitely. Useful. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> quick question, David. D- does Delon start to see just a yeah. tiny bit of a shift in, in Alphonse's morality? Just I the mean, touch the I bit. think
1: just the methods in which you were useful probably reinforced that, but <laughs> at least you're not because like, I mean, I'm not sleeping with anybody. Like, well, yeah, but most of it I'm was not that do really You're really not?
2: <laughs> yeah, and I haven't drank an alcohol once except the very first day of the adventure. You- so should I not tell them how Connor killed a little girl in
1: their <laughs> entire probably not. Oh no, you well, can say that. Okay.
3: That's a can of worms I don't think we want to open.
1: Complications-wise, we should probably indicate that the mayor of the town and his right-hand person are also right, in yeah. one and that they tried to have us kill him.
0: The yeah. mayor wasn't a part of the cultist stuff; he was a part of the order stuff.
1: Oh yeah, because he had the amulet. Yeah, he he was okay. Still tried to still try okay. to get us arrested. See, so this is what,
0: I'm wondering like how you <laughs> well, veer and I mean originally,
1: that. originally I just suspected him of being being one anyways because he sure. the thing he said to me. And he had the markings that he like, or he he, he kind of hid stuff from me when I was originally talking to him. Mm-hmm. Then his right hand person tried to kill us, which I might leave out the part of why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, not entirely. That has to be something because they find out and I didn't say it. I'll explain that Katarius caused some issues, but um, he then wouldn't submit to trial and then tried to kill us. So anyway, still mm-hmm. guilty. And then the, the the mayor also tried to have us arrested. So, I mean, like, I, even at the point when I was in the um, courtyard where I wanted him arrested, I thought he was a cultist. So I just go on that stuff because I didn't find out any of the other stuff till later anyway. Mm. I mean, for all I know, he was both because he, put, he made signs of me sure. possibly okay. in league with the cultists. Yeah. And I, the only thing I know about him being ordered is that he had the amulet. They might have been trying to come get it from him for so, all I know. So
0: what do you say exactly then to the Inquisitors when, you, when we get to the conversation of the, of the mayor? Basically just that... Uh,
1: he
2: hindered us along the uh, entire way and then ended up trying to kill us.
0: Yeah, he wasn't very forthwith until...
1: Like, like he tried to conceal things until I kind of pressed it out of him. And then, during the course of our investigation, he tried to have us arrested. Mm. And then Alphonse talked us out of that uh, so we didn't have to draw any blood. But, uh, so I mean, he'll probably like, sort of mention that and be like, you know, he was trying to impede our investigation. So sure. Basically, it's just that he's impeding our investigation the whole time. Yeah. And more his steward was the one trying to do things. And, of course, I mentioned the fact that he uh, tried to cover up the fact that our friend was dying on the ground. Regardless of whose fault that was. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think one of the Inquisitors, uh, the guy who's been doing the most of the talking, so there's one who does most of the reading, and then the other guy who's been talking to you guys. And he, he kind of looks at you, Dylan, when, he, when you explain this, and he says, you're speaking of Ytronaz. Um, yeah, and there's also yeah. gross
1: negligence. I mean, he had a giant, giant cult in his town. Right. It was just yeah. totally under his nose. How did sure. he miss that? <laughs> I mean, we had to dig for you to find it, but like it was huge. So
0: yeah, yeah, and Typically I totally the size of the town. Sure, and it I it was think I, pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I think you um you mentioned that, and the inquisitors kind of look at each other again. You notice this exchange between the two, basically along the lines of consternation, um, almost embarrassment. So the last thing that uh, Dylan said was, you know, he's he's bashing this this mayor guy you know that uh, he was a holy advocate before this. So, he was put in this place. He was, he was, uh, I believe, I believe you found this out at some point. Um, I think it was shared by, the, shared to the party, um, that he was, you know, he'll pointing here by the church, like, the church was like, hey, we need you to do this position instead. We don't need you to be a holy advocate kind of a thing. Um, and so, the, he was specifically placed here by the church. And so, you notice this exchange between the inquisitors, and it's like, oh, crap. We were the ones who put him here. So... Uh- uh, so that's what you notice uh but yeah so so they they kind of like brush past that after that initial exchange and then continue to just ask questions and i think they're they're talking to you delon because sergio is still kind of out of it because he got yeah. stabbed and i think you know just for for narrative's sake because he's not here yeah um, i guess i would have counted it as a complication sergio got kind of wrecked well yeah i mean yeah sergio <laughs> got wrecked cantarius got wrecked um and Theo yeah i mean they asked for complications yeah, right so that might be thing BT dubs so I think Sergio's still in bed rest, so he's not able to you know be in this conversation. So they're looking to you as like the, you know, the guy to talk to, you, which is interesting because I mean you weren't necessarily that at the beginning of this, but it's think it seems like through the the course of this scenario you started to become that person, like it or not. And I think it's started to mm-hmm. be, started to be accepted by most of the other people in the party that you are the de facto leader. Yeah. So so they ask you, so what would you like us to do with them? You're referring to the mayor and his dog. He says, well the. The steward's a dangerous
1: man. He's uh, unpredictable and he's uh, has no love, apparently, for the church. But the uh, mayor himself, he seemed more, you know, just an impediment and a negligent leader than anything else. I mean, I, I only suggest, you know, a demotion or a loss of office, but I, I think his steward deserves more than that.
0: Mm, okay.
1: I mean, as gung ho as telling is, you know, not everything has to be execution. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, right. As much as. What? What are you talking about? <gasps> I mean, not everything. Like, if you steal a potato, I'll probably only cut off your hand. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I think the Inquisitor says, Alright, uh, I will bring, we'll bring the mayor back for a, a trial. He will most likely get a demotion, and, and maybe some, uh, more reprimand than that. Uh, but we will let the court system decide his fate. And the guy, like, writes it down. And then he says, but as for the, uh, the steward... Mm, I think he must be executed. I, I think we will take him with us, though. You won't need to preside over the execution. We, we will make sure that he is brought to chapter and executed in and, and the next public execution. We'll use it as a, a bit of an example. And and I think uh, we will um, bring the heretics back to Lucerta as well for execution. The Scarlet Inquisitor, he wants this to be a spectacle. He wants this to be a little bit of a show for the populace to see what false doctrine we lead them to. So. He just nods, he says, as you see fit. He kind of goes back to the whole thing that Cantarius said about Alphonse, and he says, Cantarius, you say that uh, Alphonse Tan here is not fit for duty as a Crow Inquisitor? You see, the, you see the guy who's been writing down stuff, kind of like chuckled himself like no one's fit. Like, that's the point of Crow Inquisitors. <laughs> <so. laughs>
5: he would say, uh, you know, literally none of us are fit, but he is damaging the group more than helping it. If you want this to be done, and if you want this to be done properly, he needs to be out.
2: Mm, yes, give them, give them specific examples of what I've done to hinder this investigation, <laughs> Cantarius. Tell, tell them how all of my uh, persuasiveness and amazing abilities hindered the group from finding the heretics. Even though my persuasion was what led us to them.
4: Mm, yes. Mm, mm. Yes, Cantarius? Mm.
5: He slept with multiple people on the job, got seduced, wow. and is the reason the entire last bit problem happened.
2: You do realize that's a falsehood, right?
5: <laughs> no, it's not.
2: I didn't sleep with anyone. You didn't sleep with anyone. First
6: night? Yeah. Oh, well, I remember the first minute.
0: night. Yeah, he woke up in, in some other ladies. I remember it now. No, it was. Night, night or something. Yeah, it was the night, your first night in the town. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I but remember not that, I when,
1: that. I remember what? that. Was I not there for this? I don't remember that. No, I
0: wasn't there when, you when we... You yeah. were no
6: yeah. i was we're like that didn't remember. happen yeah because that but was in
0: of, that, that of was of in the morning that. montage scene where we were having everybody mm-hmm. wake up yeah you just woke up in some random girl's bed okay okay like,
1: well in that case Dylan no gives you a look because he doesn't know that again i don't He's think like, anyone does well,
0: well we need to yeah, back no, up no, because no i don't think them. anyone oh, knows
1: that can't turn to the set that okay yeah but i mean if he wasn't in his room
0: oh that's that's a good point you guys all shared a suite remember
1: yeah we were on the same inn.
0: Okay, so, I so, so Cantarius. Okay, so I can't,
1: know, but he might assume that's yeah, yeah. what
0: you were doing. just somewhere else. Yeah, Cantarius is assuming. So it's not a falsehood. I just, that's exactly what I think happened. Okay. Uh, okay. Fair enough. That's a, that's a logical assumption for him to make. Because I'm the most observative
5: of all of us, even though I'm blind. but... Right, right. Okay,
0: cool. This is Cantarius <laughs> and uh, Alphonse doing an opposed persuasion role, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> um, is only going to go oh, one way.
4: Boy.
0: All right, so <laughs> persuasion is for what skill? Will? Yeah, it's based on Will. So, what's going to happen is uh, Alphonse's successes are going to be doubled. Oh, oh I, I like this. <laughs> I 16. Got, so, you yeah. got 16. <laughs> yeah, I got to zero. Because you're doing it untrained.
2: <laughs> you, you got zero, Connor. I add all the things how Connor hindered the mission and said, if anything, he was
1: the, <laughs> the Connor, That occupation. was pretty dangerous, trying to call somebody out yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was.
2: I, I i'm the mature one i wasn't gonna say anything but now now that now that cantarius is calling me out on these false uh-huh. accusations i i feel like i should bring up all of cantarius's shortfallings okay. and then i, I mean see, this is
0: the thing i mean i think this is just part of the same persuasion rule right like whatever yeah. you say about cantarius they're gonna believe yeah. you
2: i'm like oh for some reason he's not blind anymore either What what's up with that inquisitors
0: okay so so you just tell them about the whole try to kill the mayor thing yeah yeah and I think they kind of shrug it off I mean I think I think they're like well I mean we ended up arresting the mayor anyway it worked out like mm. you're a crow inquisitor like you didn't actually yeah. mess up anything so you know we don't really care but I mean I think when you say yeah, he's not blind anymore the inquisitor like looks closely and he's like by the great god
2: <laughs> execute him he's a heretic <laughs>
4: No,
0: <laughs> <What? no. laughs> I don't actually say that. <laughs> i was about to say, I don't yeah. Know what that yeah, <laughs> yeah, that logically. He asked you. He asked you, Cantarius, is like, "How did this happen?" I have
5: been making myself blind my entire life. My vision is my power source.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think he recognizes that right away. He's like, "Ah, you're a seer. Very nice." And he had, like the the second inquisitor like writes this down. And yeah, the the guy uh, the guy rolls up the scroll, looks up at you both, and he says, "Very good. I guess you're a little bit more useful now, aren't you?" And then they just both leave. So they both go to leave, and the the guy who's been doing all the talking turns back and he says, "We need you to stay here for three months." And he kind of like goes to turn away again, like as if that's the only explanation he's going to get. So I'm like,
2: "Vacation?" Eh?
0: And he looks back and he says. No, we're keeping you in hiding. You do remember that you're technically supposed to be at a at a remote monastery learning the ways of the church, right? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, oh, all right. And, uh, and then he, he kind of like goes to turn away again. And then he realizes he's like, fine, like, I'll give you more explanation. He turns back and he says, there's a bit of a rebellion happening right now. We want to keep you under wraps and here safely before... Wait, wait. So your own people are rebelling and you don't want a group of deniable operatives to help you. And they, they kind of both look at each other and they said, <laughs> We only follow orders. Our orders are to tell you that your orders are to stay here until further notice. The rebellion should die down, but it will take us some time. It's rather large. And then they just turn to leave.
2: Uh, are you going to give us spending money so we can, you know, not starve to death? <laughs>
1: <laughs> can we use the the mayor's place? Because
0: he doesn't need it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, so that's, what, yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's what he <laughs> says. He's like, he's like, the mayor's house is now yours. Oh, no. yeah. And then he turns and he says, Sweet. he he says, until we find another mayor, Sergio will be acting as the standing mayor for Estel.
1: Can mm. I request that Yuma, instead of being brought with us some executed like, be assigned to us as a servant. She has like six sword fighting, <laughs> and that would be really useful. <laughs> Plus, like that's the excuse. Really, I mean, Delon wants to keep her around because he wants to learn from her. Right, but,
4: right.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so he wants to request basically to keep her as a servant, more or less. Not like like a yeah, <laughs> a slave. <sighs> yeah, let's go with yeah. That.
0: Slavery, <laughs> slavery is legal in Tehran. Um, uh, I was just
1: except, trying to avoid it.
0: Except, uh, mostly for foreigners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's foreign, right? Yeah. I think Serrano technically have rights. There's a lot of serfs, but actual slaves uh, can only be foreigners. Um, okay. So, yeah. He just, like, waves his hand backwards, like, sure. So, yeah, Yuma is uh, is now your slave. Yeah. How do you she's approach right. that topic with her? Do you come up and just at her and say, like, I saved your life kind of a thing? Or Well,
1: like, I already how- know that she doesn't care. Like, I tried to do that already with the coin, mm-hmm. and she basically just tried to kill me so clearly the way to do this is not to tell her like i saved your life be thankful because she's going to be more focused on the part where i just sent everyone else to go die his thing's probably going to be more along the like, lines of like i'm sorry i couldn't help anyone else
0: <laughs> what is your actual conversation with her when you when you burst that topic with her so so the rest of her companions you know get carted off to go be executed in the in lucerta and then she's left. Yeah. And, yeah, she's in the cell by herself, and she's like, what the heck? Like, why am I still here? And then you walk up. Does
1: she say anything when I walk up, or does she wait for me to say the first thing? I think
0: she waits for you to say the first thing. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think he pauses, like, hoping she'll say something. Yeah, and she, she, she kind of, like, looks at you questioningly, like, uh, I need answers. Like, she doesn't even have to say like, it. Like,
1: yeah, so he's, so I think he sighs in preparation of the verbal beatdown he's about to get. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he's just, like, I convinced them that, uh, you would be a useful servant or something. I don't know. That was my excuse, and I'm sorry I couldn't do anything for the others. But you're, uh, you'll be staying here with us, or with me more specifically, I
0: guess. Oh wow! Not not <laughs> like in that way, but <laughs> no. um, I, I think con- I think she totally takes it. Della's not what? good at conversation, nope. you know, no, he's it, unless he's telling people to like get wrecked. But, yeah. <laughs> so so, so like, like yeah, I I think she wow. she has this like she her face just pales she looks at you and she says, Excuse me? So, I'm not going to be your prostitute. Oh, he holds his hand up. He's like, no, no, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> well, what did you mean, and holy night? Oh! Like,
1: yeah. Like, I mean, I saved your life, and I'm just apologizing. I wasn't able to do it for the others. I know that your life doesn't mean nearly as much to you as Thirst did.
0: And then you see... The inkling that she's on the verge of breaking down. And then she just sucks it back in and it's gone. And and she says, you're the one who started this. You could have finished it. But no. You're just going to send them off to die because they believed in something. That's what your church is. They're monsters. They kill anyone who disagrees with them and calls it doctrine.
5: Yeah, that's pretty much yeah.
0: They, yeah. He kind of he lifts his head up to his head and he's
1: like, and the assault on the nunnery, I mean, the murdered nuns, I mean, what was that? That was, that was two ideologies clashing and people dying. I, what's, what's the difference?
0: Yeah, and I don't think she was expecting that question. She says, I was not our shepherd. Frinto was. I just follow. Yeah, she's like, and
1: Frinto will pay for spilling blood, but if I have anything to say about it, you won't.
0: I mean, I feel like there's a role here. Um, like, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> thing like you could; those words could persuade her, but there has to be dice behind it. Uh,
1: uh, I don't have things though. Suasion. Yeah, can I preach at her? That won't work. She doesn't. She doesn't have the same religion. I mean, I guess we could try. I don't really know if he expects her to like. I don't think he ever expects her to be cool with it. Like, right. just it's not that he he's just having people do what he tells them to, yeah. but and, and them having to, but. I feel like it might be a little bit different because I don't, it doesn't feel to him. Like I think like he owns her. He just did that so that she wouldn't be away. Uh So he doesn't, I don't even think consider it like that. Like that was just an excuse because he didn't want to get in trouble.
0: Oh, definitely. And I get that, but she definitely doesn't see it that way. Like she, she's like, yeah, you, mm -hmm, yep. I'm your slave. And you're hoping that there's going to be a point where I'll break down (laughs) and then you can have sex with me. Like this is, I see, I see exactly where this is going. You're an idiot. Dylan's probably
1: too thick to really notice that. So mm-hmm. he's probably just going to have to get her to understand
0: that yeah, yeah. I'm not
1: actually doing anything. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah,
0: so I rolled really badly, like, horribly. Yeah, he did. One against me. So, Basically, what that looks like is, I mean, she's going to do it. She's going to, she can't have no choice, and I think she realizes that pretty, pretty soon. Like, she's just like, okay, fine, whatever, I don't even give a crap, like, I'll be your slave, whatever. Like, but she's, you can tell she's looking for an opportunity to just leave and, and escape. Yeah. But I mean, you're you're diligent enough that it probably won't happen within this two and a half months.
1: What was her actual reaction to that terrible role? Because he's right. probably just like, I'm not, I mean, I just, I do know, I said what I said, that was, that I didn't want her to get killed yeah. for the clashing IDFs.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, I think she just, she doesn't buy it. She's like, no, that's not your reasoning. Like, I can see right through you, Dylan. Right through you. Just like every single one of those pigs So I think he holds his hand up
1: and then he like grabs her sword from, I assume it's just strapped to him. He brought it with him and he like hands it to her. And he's just like, I've got two and a half months to
0: practice. I need a partner, a training partner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's just like, so what we're going to go spar and everything's going to be okay.
6: (sighs) We're we're
0: just going to ignore the fact that you just sentenced every single person I've ever loved to death.
1: He's just like, Are you turning down the chance to take it out on me? Hmm. I might want to have some guards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She takes the sword with that. Yeah. What happens is, yeah, she takes the sword, and maybe you are a little nervous at that point. Like, you're like, Wait, I shouldn't have done that.
1: To be fair, I don't actually know how good she is because she didn't really get a chance to fight me last time. That's true. I mean, I know she's good enough that he trusted her to be a holy knight one on one, so she has to be at least decent. And she's also one of their leaders, so I assume that she must be. Yeah, good, yeah, but... definitely.
0: And we like cut there to a scene of you guys like stretching stuff like that in the courtyard of the mayor's compound, which which where you basically going to be doing all of this this stuff. And I think at this point, like the mercenaries that were hired by the mayor, they're working for you now, basically. They're like, hey, like if you keep paying us, we'll keep guarding this place. Like, <laughs> and you have the funds from the church, so the, you know they're they're watching. They're making sure you've told them about, yeah, this is probably yeah. bad and badly. But you know, she's she's kind of like you know swinging around her sword, you know, and stretching and just kind of like eyeing you every once in a while. And you guys are kind of like at opposite corners of the of the um, the courtyard. And then she like you know raises her sword towards you and she says, "Well." Well,
1: yeah, I guess he just draws a sword and he's like, I think he just steps forward. Like, I don't think he has anything to say.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, no, definitely. Just, I, mean, I don't think either of you are very talkative people. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just
1: like, well, let's see who dies. <laughs> this is going to go real bad. Um,
0: so, I mean, let's go ahead and make so. a sword roll. All
1: right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's pathetic. How did you get that? I don't know. I don't know video. how that's possible. I rolled, <laughs> I rolled four twos. We tied.
0: Um, She doesn't. Have I'm okay six. with tying six. So yeah, okay. So it's a stalemate. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys, like, I think she starts kind of tentatively, you know, just kind of like taking some jabs, and you easily block them, and then she just starts kind of like picking up the pace faster and faster, and you just match her, you know, like you're just like, yeah, yeah, I see what you're doing. Uh-huh, I know exactly what you're doing. You just keep going <laughs> back and forth, keep increasing the pace until you're like. Crazily, like dodging, <laughs> swirling around this courtyard, and then there are some guards like uh, playing some dice, like on the steps of this, like they go up to the to the main entrance, and they just stop, and they just look at you guys, and slowly all of them just stop what they were doing, and they're just like stopping and looking at this, <laughs> and you guys just fight to a stalemate, and you eventually just like <sighs> stop and start taking deep breaths, and I think that's the moment. Where you you she looks at you and you know you have her grudging respect. Sweet, like at <laughs> least
1: I won't get stabbed in life. She still hates <laughs> your guts, or she
4: respects.
1: Who yeah. has a sword?
0: <laughs> Maybe that'll count for something when I'm not looking. So you guys hole up in the mayor's compound. That's awesome, Alphonse. One thing actually we need to discuss is um, where do you get your power from? What's your power source? Is it going to be Narani? Are you a favored? That would be kind of cool. That would make the most sense. That's the middle ground of those two things, right? Because you were you were thinking about being a gifted or being getting the Faithful trait. Mm-hmm. You could be a you could do both. Like that could be directly related to Narani. So you don't you don't come at Narani in the same way that the other people do. Mm-hmm. You you just ask her for your powers.
2: Can I still ask her for stuff that's sure. unrelated yeah. to <gasps> Yes. And what, yeah, what being a, favor- being, being a
0: favored means you have like this telepathic bond to the goddess. So <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So so that's cool. But what will happen though, Alphonse, is whenever you do something, you have to ask Narani for it. You ask Narani for like power to do something. So like at the beginning mm-hmm. of every scene or whatever, if you want to have like power draw on, like, you know, you just kinda ask to Narani, say, Hey, this is what I'm gonna use it for, kind of a thing. And if she's okay with that, then she'll give you power. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can't you can't do anything against her will because she's gonna decide, you know, what she's gonna yeah. give you power to do. Yeah, so so basically what we're gonna do is we have at least two months and two weeks. We're going to at least wait until Cantarius is fully healed. So within that time, you can do a lot of different things. The main thing you'll probably be doing is practicing. You can always describe your character, like doing other things around the town. You could take an active interest in like the town development. And Sergio, like I'll ask Theo and Sergio the same questions and see what they're doing. But Sergio is going to be a little involved in uh, you know the day to day management of things, but anyone who needs to to rest like recover their their wound dice and all that stuff you can't do anything physical but you can practice like by you know studying or with your magic that kind of stuff each of you has a number of hours equal to three times your will exponent yes yes please three times your will that's how many hours per day you can practice the maximum no I can what, practice
1: 18 hours a day. How boss
0: is that? The maximum altogether is 20 hours a day. But if you actually do that, you're going to run into sleep deprivation and you're going to have to make yeah. four tests. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, you can get about six hours of sleep a day and be okay. So once we get all these tests figured out, we'll kind of like go through like what your months look like in the yeah. montage sense. But yeah, so go ahead and figure out like what skills you want to train. We're fading out from the recording there as we spend some time doing math and marking several tests using the practice and instruction rules. I didn't want to bore you with the minutia of hammering every last detail, so we'll pick up after the players have marked tests and continue on with our montage of the months the characters spend holed up in the town of Estel. Before we return to that though, I thought I'd at least give you a quick description of how practice and instruction work, so you understand what's been going on when we get back. In the Burning Wheel, characters can undertake a practice regime to polish their skills. This aids characters in advancing their skills by filling in the gaps in a character's active experience. The drawback to practice is that it requires substantial in-game time investment. Practice time comes in many forms, exercising, studying, and even trying out your skills on your friends. There are several tables that list categories of skills and stats, and how long one must practice per day and for how many days to get a desired test, but there's too much to simply list here. Suffice it to say that practice is how a character in The Burning Wheel gains some extra tests towards advancing a skill while they're in between adventures. Instruction is a way to learn a skill faster by getting another character to teach you. To teach, the character must have the skill to be taught. Their exponent of the skill must be equal to or higher than the students. To begin the process, the instructor must pass an instruction skill test. The obstacle for the instruction test depends on the level of the test the instructor wishes to give to the student. Certain categories of skills are more difficult to teach, such as medicinal or sorcerer's skills, and carry an obstacle penalty. If the test has failed, then time spent with the instructor merely counts as practice. After a successful test, and the required time has elapsed based on the combined will of the teacher and the student, the student earns a test for advancement. Instruction eats up all of the character's free time he may not practice other skills during that time. Before we continue with the game, I wanted to make a few brief notes about what I cut out when trimming our practice sessions here. There's quite a bit of finagling with numbers and arguing about rules, none of which would be interesting to most people. But a few things get mentioned that I want to make sure get noted here. Since Adam and Trevor are out this session, we deal with their practice and downtime off screen. Nothing particularly momentous happens with their characters, just marking some tests. But I wanted to note that. Jared also made a circle roll to find a noblewoman, a past romantic interest, that could teach him to use his newfound sorceress abilities. He succeeded handily and so spent his time with that noblewoman, who lived a day's ride away from Estel, through most of the two and a half months that we montage. Let's jump back into it and see what our characters are up to throughout their time in Estel. This is Crow Inquisitors.
1: productive holy <laughs> crap i got the skill foreign doctrine i got two challenging tests on a six sword skill and i got my
0: power up to three and you know the reason for that is because you have a freaking six will <laughs> you just that pushed yourself you're to practice 18 hours a day for two and show. a half months
3: you're the only one who can do that productive like minutes
0: so 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 antonius and antarius and alphonse are just kind of like lounging around for half the day and Della is just out there training non or having right. political, like philosophical discussions with Yuma. Yeah. Guys,
1: I have seven gray sword. That means that it gives me two dice when I put it into other things, which I'm never going to do. Cause it's the only thing I roll, but I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here just now. shaking his head. What are you guys doing with Min and uh, the Abyss while you guys are practicing and whatnot? Like, I mean, for the like
1: four hours that I'm, well, no, I guess I'm sleeping for those four hours. I, I was gonna say I'd be watching to make sure people don't try and like jailbreak them, oh. uh, Alba's uh, Theo. Well, but uh, okay, well, I don't yeah. really have time to do that because
2: yeah, d- uh, I, I, I jailbreak them.
1: I mean, then I'll just have to hunt them down and kill them. So don't do that.
2: Do I do want her to give me a, uh, the Abba to do a astrology reading or whatever on one of those days?
0: Okay, yeah, sure. Can I get an instructor to teach me will? Go ahead and make a circles roll for that. That's a bit harder to find. Yeah, it's going to be four because you tr- you don't have circles in, you don't have a setting in the village. You, what you'd be doing is you'd be trying to find a city dweller who happens to live in this place. Hey, look, dude, look, I failed. <laughs> I think what happens is you do meet someone, you meet a Taconi monk. He's in the, the shanty town of the. Village, which is like by the coast there's like a bunch of like crappy huts and stuff like that yuma lived in one like that because she was a foreigner uh so yeah what does this look like connor like why are you i think you specifically try to find this person because you're half tech maybe the Takoni monks are known for their like concentration will type stuff that they are always doing yeah maybe you go to the foreign quarter here to specifically find maybe you heard about this person from like the marketplace or something that makes um, sense so you knock on the door uh, and this this old wizen knock. On the door. what do you do? I don't know. probably knock on the door. <laughs> oh man uh, this this old wizened Tekoni man opens the door and, and kind of looks at you and he kind of explains. It. he's like, "Yes. I'm looking for somebody
5: to to help me practice discipline and to train my mind.
0: Good day, and he closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's your first task Connor.
3: <laughs> yes yes because the old hermit in the woods always shuts the door the time until he proves himself I mean it's
4: about wax will off. he has to be willful wax off <laughs> yeah you have to be
5: willful you can't stand out come on son I will not take no for an answer
0: well too bad you hear some like, you hear some, like clanking of dishes I can help clean your house there's silence for a little bit and then the door kind of like cracks open he's like I thought you said you wanted training in the art of discipline. If you're here for cheap labor, I would gladly pay <laughs> you a penance. It's very dirty.
5: I will trade you cheap labor for training me in the arts of the will.
0: <laughs> he kind of thinks about it for a second and he's like, no good. Closes the door again. Okay,
5: well, I just intimidate the crap out of him.
0: <laughs> what does that look like?
5: I will put a curse on your children and your children's children. <laughs>
0: I do not believe in curses, and I have no children. Go away.
5: I am a curse. I have spent my entire life unwittingly blinding myself, and everything I've ever done in my entire life has been to working against me, and I am a living and walking curse. I have the power over you. If you do not train me to keep myself under control, I will curse you. Everybody around me dies.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, the odds are gonna be five. Okay.
6: You can do it! Oh my gosh!
1: Did you roll badly?
0: <laughs> yes. You roll badly. Oh,
1: you have wounds. That's why. That sucks. Sorry, bro.
0: So I think he, he opens the door again and he says, then maybe you should just kill yourself.
4: Ooh. Have a roll of persuasion. <laughs> just
0: beat
5: up. I'm going to mend his house. Yes.
0: That's, yes. I No. That's out. the best. This hut is broken down. It's horrible looking. It's the worst place ever. So, so you just start up? Uh, let's make it up to. Okay. Cool. Fork stuff into that because you have stuff you could fork in, oh. ju- like junk. I definitely want
5: that. Yes. Junk wise, that makes perfect sense.
0: uh And then yeah. scavenging, you could probably fork in as well.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: can do it. Yeah!
0: Wow! Just, just
1: barely—that's crazy. Yeah.
0: So you start like grabbing like you know pieces of scrap wood that you find, you know, scrap metal. You just like scrounging around the the foreign quarter and uh, the rest of the city, like you know, buying little tidbits of wood and lumber and stuff like that from different people and marketplace stuff like that. And just over the course of a few days, I think you, yeah, you you build up this guy's house. You fix his windows. You know, you you put in some panes of glass in. You know, like you, you just make this guy's house look nice. And I think he doesn't say a word. I think he just lets you do it. And he just watches you. Yes. And
5: I see him watching me because I'm not blind anymore. Yeah. Um, Eat it, read it, and
0: weep. Yeah, so else, no. and then by the end of that, <laughs> about to say that. by the end of it, he, he just comes up to you and he bows very deeply to you. And he says, are you ready for your first lesson?
5: Probably not, no.
0: <laughs> and then he, he smiles and he's like, that was the right answer. And then he like <laughs> leads, leads you into his house. Yeah, so so you just spend the rest of your time doing that. You get a bunch of tests for Will. Uh, you have seven days left over that you can spend doing other things. Antonius.
3: I am training my night
4: skill, steel, because it was cheap. And power.
0: Who are you spending your time with? like besides this, are you just training alone or are you getting some guards involved in like, you know, weightlifting competitions or knife fights (laughs) or whatever, you know, like kind of like sparring kind of stuff. Or do you just kind of like do it on your own?
3: Probably my power is going to be be just like working the forge that's left. And I'll put that toward power instead of blacksmithing because there's literally nothing I can do with my blacksmith anyway. I need it probably
1: wasn't really you learning anything.
3: Cause yeah, no. it would mean, yeah. yeah, I would literally be learning nothing, repairing
0: plowshares. shares. Yeah. So this is the thing. Yeah, Antonius, you kind of become the de facto blacksmith for the town with your remaining. Sure That's true. The other one did get kind of killed. You know what I mean, like the other one died. Uh, is that a role that this, you fill willingly? Like,
3: um, I feel maybe a responsibility to fill it until someone else can.
0: This brings up another thing. We need to do lifestyle maintenance roles. Except no, actually, we don't really need to, because the. The the church is basically just providing for you. Yeah, because we're living in the someone else's house. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to. Um, I think you're fine.
1: Uh, yeah, let's just also just a quick question: How much money is left in his house?
0: You know, to for the church to liberate. Um, nothing actually. <laughs> there's no mo- <laughs> there's no money or valuable items actually in his house. Uh, and hey, Dylan, yeah. Dylan, you might find that odd, but uh, uh that's dumb. Is True there anyone that. in particular in the town that you might like just grow fond of or you start to get to know a lot of the farmers in the restaurant area because they come to you with broken tools and stuff like that that they want fixed?
3: I would think I would become familiar with the local barkeep. There was the tavern right next yeah. to the smithy yeah. and probably just farmers around the area. I'm not sure that makes specific sense. I mean, plans. you might I'm mean, be the be guards. There. Yeah, and you would certainly get the to. That's true. The quartermaster, probably. Okay. Um, um, but I don't know that I'd make friends in two months. Okay.
0: Sure. Yeah. That tells us a lot about Antonius' character, though. You know, I mean, if you see this kind of mm-hmm. montage of, of all of these people, you know, all your characters doing stuff. We see mm-hmm. Antonius have casual conversations with people and he helps them out and he's a nice person. He doesn't really connect with any of them. They're not really like him, you know, he, he doesn't know them. Which is interesting, too, because, I mean, you don't really know your companions either. Like, even if you do spend time with any of these people, you probably aren't better friends with them, per se, by the end of it. I mean, they're all kind of horrible people in their own ways. So, yeah, when we see this montage of Antonius doing his blacksmithing stuff and all that, we have that whole scene with Cantarius, you know, with the monk. Um, He spends a lot of his time there, um, and so he's, you know, a little bit isolated from you guys. What does this do for your psyche? Like, are you starting to kind of forgive yourself for the craziness of the past? No. Yeah? Okay. But h- why would I? Again, like, how are you dealing with it though? Like, how is this helping you? I'm bettering myself
5: in order to be able to judge more people, because so, I feel like I have right. now I have now inherited this burden and this duty sure. in order to judge the world, because I have been judged so harshly. Yeah, yeah. I've been able to accept the judgment, uh-huh. and so. I've been able to accept the fact that I am, I have been judged and that I needed to be judged. So I feel like everybody else now, I I feel like I am the only one who can, who understands understands it is a good thing to be judged. So I need to be able to judge everybody
0: else. Definitely. So you don't, the guilt doesn't go away. The guilt doesn't change. You just kind of project your guilt onto everybody else. And you say, all right, well, they're guilty too. So let's take it out on them. Oh man. So, I think what happens, Connor or Cantarius, is that your friend, the monk, he just gets sadder and sadder the more he gets to know you. He sees this darkness inside of you. And I think he talks to you about it at some points. Like he says, You are a dark soul. You should think about traveling towards the light. But how how do you. The light is scary. How would you respond to that? That kind of.
4: (laughs) Kill him. No, I just would say. You just don't understand. This is my duty. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it honestly doesn't affect him at all. He yeah. just, he
5: doesn't blame the guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't like, he's not angry about it. He's just mm-hmm. like, yeah,
4: I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, that's just uh, the way you're going to be. I love be. your okay.
0: character so much. Yeah. So this monk just gets sadder and sadder until when he gets to the end of the whole two and a half months and you, you know, you've recovered, it gets to the point where he just says, I have taught you everything that I know to teach you. And I feel like I have failed you. And he kind of like puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, thank you, Antarius Tasuki. And he kind of like bows to you. And he's like, I will keep you in my prayers. And you see this just single tear just kind of like start to go down his face and he just turns away from you and just says, you should leave now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. in the heartstrings. <laughs> kill everybody I understand (laughs) yeah no no he says why can't you see that what I'm doing is right how can you do this to me he kind of turns back and he says you are doing this to yourself
0: (laughs) you are creating a, a hole you are creating a void within yourself that cannot be filled. You are, and I snap and I say, why was I here? I thought I was here for you to fix me. And he kind of winces and he says, I have given you two and a half months of my life.
4: I am an old man. Every moment counts. Please, I ask one thing of you. Let
0: that time not be wasted. And then he just turns away again.
4: So you accept this is the way I am, but you're not going to fix me.
0: He turns back in a fury and he says, I have done everything that I know how to do. You have one job.
4: You must change yourself. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him. And he says, he says, leave. I have nothing more to teach you. And
5: then I, I, I just spend like a long moment of silence. And then I say, I think you did just teach me the last thing that you could. And I walk out.
0: Yeah. So let's go. Let's go to, to Alphonse. What does it look like, Alphonse, when you're training with the essential discipline with Aurelia?
2: <laughs> a lot of me being frustrated. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so for the rest of you and for the audience, so Alphonse did a circle's role where we started. Varelia is a member of the nobility, the daughter of a, an ex-bishop, not and an ex-lover. And an ex-lover of Alphonse's. Not the bishop, but the the daughter. Um, and they like live on a villa like nearby the town. Um, you know, just in, like a country um, villa. They have some serfs and stuff that work the surrounding fields. Um and Alphonse like knew she lived here and she had manifested the powers of the essential discipline at an early age. Um and he got a really good circles roll with some extra dice. Yeah, so so Alphonse goes there and like asks and the bishop has always been trying to push her on Alphonse as like a possible like marriage relationship. He I'm wants to, he wants that to have woman. that connection to the Pope. I mean, that would be a good political alliance. And uh we we'd established that the, the girl has some mild attraction for Alphonse. Like she's he's a possible suitor, but like she likes to play the field, like she's she just she's not about to sell out anyone yet. She's she's like twenty five, I think, so she's getting about about to the point where she should marry someone soon to cement some sort of alliance with her family. But she's willful enough to push it off this long. So so Alphonse, yeah, so so I I'm imagine this is like a very difficult thing for you to do to have to learn from somebody.
2: Yeah, it's basically just a montage
4: of me failing over and over again and getting really frustrated <laughs> yeah. because I've never actually studied right. or actually tried at
0: anything. Definitely. I'm sensing, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm sensing that Alphonse does really care about this thing. He's, he wants to learn how <laughs> to do this, and it frustrates him that he it's hard for him to do this. He doesn't like having to learn things, but he wants to actually learn this thing. Like the first thing in his life, he's actually wanted to learn.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, why is that? Why do you want to learn the essential discipline? What's motivating you? Well,
2: for one, I want to better myself after basically everything and my possible daughter being murdered by Connor. Just a little, a little bit of an eye opener.
0: I was curious if it was going to be something like, oh, yeah, I actually care about people and I don't want that to happen, or if it was a simple selfish thing like I can use this to gain power over other people. But it's nice to know that Alphonse actually has some goodness in it.
2: I mean, that's obviously, like, a, a fringe side, back of the head thing. Like, oh, I can totally use this to screw over the church. somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what does it look like when that kind of comes to an end when you guys finish your training? Um, and I, I think what happens is she's called to court. Um, she had, like, some sort of, like, fancy ball that she was attending, and she's going to stay in Lucerta for a while. And so she's like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, we can't finish it. This is about a week before the end of your two and a half months. Um, and she yeah. says, you know, like, well, Alphonse, it's been interesting as always, um, and she's like a raven-haired beauty, mm, wow. uh, that dark, and mysterious type. She's not introverted, but she's definitely like aloof. She likes to keep herself aloof from people. But it's hard to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so she, yeah, she, you know, she curtsies um, and she says, "Will I see you again?"
4: Hopefully, and I just sincerely want to thank you for this. This is the the first thing. In my
2: life that I've actually tried and put effort into, and just want to thank you for being there for that.
0: Yeah, I I think she's really taken aback by that. I think she expected you to have some sort of like witty, like repartee. You're gonna flirt a little bit, but she like looks at you and then and then she (laughs) kind of like smiles and in in a in a non sexy way. She's not trying to flirt. She's not trying to like be coy. She's literally like a smile. And this is the first time I think you've ever seen her smile like this because it's always a very like aloof kind of thing or like smirk or something like that. This is like a legitimate like genuine smile and she says I do hope to see you again Alphonse. True. And then she turns and then her father walks into the room and like looks after her and then looks at you and he's like nudges his head. Go after her son. <laughs> 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 and I look to him. I
2: say, "Maybe someday, but for now, my powers are needed."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, think, I think he just almost laughs at that, and then he realizes you're serious. <laughs> are you actually serious, or are you just kind of joking around? okay ha- half and half. Okay, yeah. So I think he he laughs a little bit, and then he's just like, "Oh, well, good luck, Alphonse." And and then he, uh, what what story did you give him? When you came here, because obviously you didn't give him—I mean, he—I'm sure he's heard of the whole like got mm-hmm. almost got executed and then got went to go yeah. join the monastery thing. Uh, what's your story that you you gave him to let you be here?
2: I'm probably just telling him roughly the truth. <laughs> roughly, yeah, roughly. and I and I
0: think he's a, a really coy, like intelligent man, and he understands mm-hmm. that like this this all needs to be under the radar. But he again, he wants the political alliance, and so he's he's fine with you just being under his roof. He's out of the way. No one really comes mm-hmm. to visit him anymore. He's an old man, he's like past his prime. Um, but he's a very intelligent man, um, and he was at court a lot. And yeah, so so I think he like you know waves you off with good intentions and he says, I hope to see a wedding ring on that hand soon. And I would have preferred that another one would be on my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. And, and I think the reason why he's not super shocked by like your philandering constantly is that he was exactly the same way when he was younger. And you've heard plenty of really raunchy stories about this old man. <laughs> um, he had a very wild past. So, but yeah, so you, so you go ahead and ride back to to Estol. And then you get your yeah. fortune told by the Abyss. What is the abbess and Min? What have you been doing with them during this time? Have you guys, like, locked her up in the Abbey or something, or what? Like, I mean, because she's not the abbess anymore. She's not qualified to be that. I mean, as far as whenever Dylan's aware,
1: he would just be keeping him in a cell, but he's gone most of the time, so it really isn't enforceable.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we were all basically gone the entire time. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's
0: true. They're kind of just like, we haven't been fed in two weeks. (laughs) Well, again, I I think the guards, like, would just feed them just Uh, in jail, I guess. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so Alphonse, yeah, you go to the jail then and and have your fortune told. So how detailed do you want this to be? You want this to be like a, just a horoscope kind of a thing, like you will find someone that gives you something in the next month, like you know something really vague, or do you want like an answer to a specific question?
2: Uh, it's not not necessarily an answer to a specific question, but something less vague than what you
0: just gave Yep, there is a middle ground (laughs) between those so ob three so it's like determining the auspices of a journey so it's basically gonna be like what is your life going to be like in the next couple months she goes as it succeeds so yeah i mean i think what she's gonna say is basically you're going to be presented with a choice you're going to be able to choose the path of good or the path of evil and what you choose will decide more than you could ever comprehend.
2: And then I kill her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Theo comes and runs you through with a pitchfork. No. I mean, a glorified pitchfork, sorry.
2: I'll just persuade him not to, it's fine.
0: But yeah, I mean, she she does it for you. And she actually asks after you. She says, you know, how was your, your journey? How did it all go? She seems genuinely interested. Um, she does seem a little, her and men both look pretty much Pretty worse for wear from being in the jail for two months. What?
2: <laughs> uh... Feel I feel a praying of guilt. Not not for Ming, but
4: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, just, he kind of he
2: kind of punched me in the face. He did, and tried to kill David. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I have to earn him
1: some brownie points, right?
4: I mean, I don't necessarily hate you. I'm just
2: competitive with you. <laughs> yeah, a rival, not an enemy.
1: I'm your enemy and not a
2: rival. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically Sasuke, and I'm Naruto. It's fine. Oh
0: yeah, I, I see it.
2: I see it. someday I'll
0: So, Alphonse, what do you respond yeah. to that question with?
4: It was very enlightening.
0: And she says, um, "I heard something about the powers that were awoken by the." And she kind of looks around at the guards, the object. She realizes that she's getting treading on like really sensitive information and bunch of guards around so you were practicing yeah well i In your terse response to that tells her all she needs to know i think like she just understands that like nothing is ever going to be the same between you two um and she knows that it's all her fault she knows that she's been lying to you the whole time but she does actually feel this bang you see in your face They're like oh i've screwed up another relationship haven't i and so she just kind of nods and she says, well, good luck, Ben. And then turns away and goes back to like sits down in the cot.
4: Hmm. Dang.
0: <laughs> You're making Alphonse develop a conscience. I know, it's great. Let's talk about how your relationship with Yuma has been developing. Yeah, and so as we continue to montage these months with, <laughs> with your character, we have these scenes where, uh, so what? how are you responding to to Yuma all throughout this? Like, what is your, how are you trying to interact with her on a daily basis?
1: I mean, I think he's basically as non dellen as possible. Like he's really, he tries to be as gentle as he can, which I'm sure he's not very really good at. But just because he knows, like she's going through a lot, and it's pretty much entirely his fault, and he also doesn't want to be stabbed in his sleep. So yeah, uh, okay. So I think, and he wants to, yeah. to learn from her. So yeah.
0: So I think what we see is this slow. Gradual change of her attitude towards you because she senses this. Like you're you're bad at it. You're really bad at being (laughs) gentle and trying to be caring with these things, but you're trying. Yeah. And she does appreciate that. Like you, about the month mark, she starts to you start to realize that she she understands what you're doing and she appreciates it. And she's had that process of grieving now that she's kind of past that point, at least the initial stages of it. And it still hurts a lot. And she still knows you're responsible. And she still hates you, but. But she understands. Yeah. As we all do. Yeah. She understands that you don't hate her personally. That you don't right, hate yeah. those people personally. You were doing your yeah. job. And though she still thinks you're wrong for doing it, she understands that it was never a personal thing with you. You don't hate mm-hmm. these people. And maybe, like, through your talks with these foreign doctrine things, you're asking her genuinely, yeah. right? And I, and I think what we get from the, the above view, like, of the audience, like, I don't think, I don't know if Dylan truly understands this. Probably um, not. <laughs> but that's the thing that really gets her you asking about this important doctrine those are the moments where she she feels like you're truly trying to connect with her on a personal level that you actually care about what she says and that you're like i'm assuming that you don't like try to correct her with this doctrine like you don't like you're just genuinely trying to learn about it and i Mm -hmm. feel like he probably
1: asks a lot of questions yeah like he's probably you know, like what? well and okay so in our doctrine which is because she knows it's based on to there's right. this so like what about this
0: right definitely if we were looking, looking at a chapter of this from her viewpoint um like if this is a novel we would get this all these thoughts from her like i need to convert this man like this is i can do this like i can make him see where i'm coming from i can i can convert this person who and she realizes at this point that you are not a monster like you You never try to advance on her sexually. You you never try to command her to do anything except for spar with you and to learn about her doctrine, which is things she would do anyway. So (laughs) like and you give her food. You you don't like I'm assuming you're you you already said you're nice and gentle to her the whole time. And so, yeah, she realizes that there is a good man here, but he's just under the sway of false doctrine. Like he needs to be converted. He needs to be saved. And Mm -hmm. I think it gets to the point where, like at the the last month and a half of this, it gets down to that question. Like towards the last couple weeks of this time, you know about the doctrine now. You know the fundamentals, You know the differences. And she she asks you point blank. She says, "Would you ever consider the fact? Uh, uh, will you ever consider the fact that you might be wrong? That the doctrine that you hold?" is false and that our doctrine is correct. And she doesn't ask this in an arrogant way. She like, mm-hmm. you guys have been very blank with each other the whole time, you know, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, yeah, she just asked you that.
1: So I think he kind of takes a deep breath. And he's like, I know in recent times, that the church has written in things. That's not, uh, those aren't inspired. I, I have trouble even considering those truths. He says in the Ticcone, the, the old Taconi, the more aligns with, I guess, like the, the stuff they haven't written right. already, like th- they haven't written in. Uh, he says, I have been asking you these questions because the church is not I love the Holy you. God. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I know that the, the church does not speak for him. I, I know that. Not anymore.
0: Have you said any statement like that outright? Probably not. He's probably yeah. been super conservative, or like yeah, about conservative about his
4: answers. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So she says, "Really? So you don't blindly follow the church?" And she kind of like, you know, it's a kind of like a playful jab.
1: <laughs> uh, I think he he gives like like flashes a quick grin and then he kind of like sombers up because he's thinking about the reason he's actually doing it, uh, <laughs> just because he'll die. Uh, he's like, "Well." Not uh, not blindly, not anymore, but uh, unfortunately, it still doesn't leave me any choice.
0: They still don't leave me any choice. She looks at you point blank and she says, What is holding you here? Why can't you just leave? We could. And then she realized that she just said, We? <laughs> 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 and she says. Uh, it probably goes straight over his head. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that she kind of like backtracks and she says, there are places in Tachoni where one could get away from all of that. Where one doesn't have to worry about the church and its doctrines. Places where they could be safe.
4: Right away. Far away. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: the Inquisitor, did he say anything about telling people to would get us killed or anything like that? Was it just about... Like, there wasn't any you-can't-talk-about-this clause, was there?
0: No, not really.
1: Okay, I did not think so. Because if you specifically said, like, if you say the word, you know, spell, you're body floats yeah, apart or anything like yeah. that. Well, in that case, he's, he probably like looks away for a second like contemplating whether or not this is a stupid idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, don't tell anybody I told you this. Not that it'll matter anyways. But the Inquisitors, they have a spell of some sort. I've seen what it does to people who disobey them and, uh, well, I don't know how to break it. And I mean, I'm not even sure if it's possible to break. He says, regardless of whether or not I believe the church speaks for holy god or they're not they have gone too far in their writings of you know adding to scriptures and yeah. uh debasing foundations out. regardless of what i think it doesn't matter if i uh <laughs> if i want to stay alive long enough to find out what i believe i'm gonna have to do what they say
0: and if we're looking at this from the audience's perspective this is the moment where we realize that yuma falls in love with you Oh, I knew it was was gonna happen. happen. I totally called it, didn't I? (laughs) Didn't I, Jared? I called it, man. (laughs) I think what you get is you you know (laughs) that she softens to you, right? Like you you know that you've broken through to her. Like she understands why you do what you do, and you probably you know you probably very much appreciate that, but you don't realize the underlying romantic stuff that she's just now. Well, crap. You know. I think what we do actually get now is the Inquisitors come back and they meet with you again, gather you all together, and they don't mention the rebellion. They don't mention anything about that. Um, and I think you maybe heard some news that there, that it turns out it was in Lucerca itself. Okay, that there was it was a religious rebellion. There was a lot of violence, uh, but all they're all dead now. So <laughs> order has been <laughs> restored. They don't say anything about that. They ask some precursory questions about what you've been doing. And basically, they tell you, your training is now complete. Referring to that mystical, like, monastery training that you apparently got. Um, and they say, we need you back in Lucerta.
1: Now that the rebellion's
0: over? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's
1: butts. What was I supposed to do with this sword all day?
0: From an audience perspective, I think we understand that the rebellion isn't quite over. They might okay. think it's over, like the violence has stopped. The obvious violence has stopped. But there's still a okay. lot of tension. There's still a lot of things going on in Lutherta. But yeah, so so you guys head out. A couple of questions for you though. Are you taking the abyss with you? Uh I'm assuming that Alphonse would want to take the Abbess with him, and Theo would pretty much insist on taking the abyss with him.
1: Yeah, plus I mean, if there's any other magical spheres, mm-hmm. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's better than having a giant blowout with Alphonse and Theo. One of which has a pretty decent skill with a trident. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay. Plus, well, if the order comes after, is
4: we have a hostage. So. What do you do with Min? Can I persuade him to be my cell sword?
0: Sure, I guess.
4: <laughs>
0: yes. Um, it's going to be a twelve persuasion. Oh man! Wow, man. Caleb. <laughs> Thing is, Alphonse, you could make that. You could make that.
3: Unfortunately. <laughs> As terrifying as it is,
2: yes, you can be. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Could I possibly lower it down if my arguments are good enough?
0: What are your arguments?
2: For one, I'm like, well, the abbess is already coming with us, so... Mm-hmm. And part of your duty time. is making sure she's safe, right?
0: I think he says, I mean, my duty is to find the other treasures.
2: And we already have one, and you need all of us to find the other ones anyway. As we've okay, proven so already. The thing.
0: I think you'll be able to convince him to come along pretending to be your sellsword, but for him to actually be legitimately loyal to do that as an actual thing, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a really hard role, but I mean, it'd be a lot less difficult to just convince him to come along and play along with it, and then maybe you'll help him find the other stuff.
2: Well, I'm not saying like,
0: hey, be my slave. I'm like, no, hey, come with that's
2: us that's and it. help us. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and do uh, Bullcrap, Falsehood, and Telltale Teller. Okay. Because I'm like, yeah, we're going to do all this magical stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I got Whoa, four sixes. got a
4: lot of sixes. Whoa. Okay.
2: going to mark off that challenging.
4: I mean, if
5: you don't make this, come on. Like, you, you got to make this. Come on.
0: Uh, you got another six, though.
5: Well, this is this is a one in 36 shot right here.
2: Darn, that's still a success, it though. It is a success. Yeah, okay. So uh, does anyone want to add anything in with it? <laughs> no.
0: You could have asked that beforehand, but.
2: Okay. But I forgot that that's an actual. So, okay. So, yeah, I
0: mean, he goes along right. with you. I think Alphonse thinks he's convinced him to be loyal to him. Yes. <laughs> so, what is your, what is your masterful that's argument great. that convinces yourself that you've convinced him?
2: I'm like, well, he, he obviously wants us all to be safe in order to get the treasures, mm-hmm. which we've already proven he needs, so...
0: Okay, so you're just, you, you think you've totally sold the bit, we will help you find these other treasures. And yeah. the guy's like, no, like, I can do this on my own, I'm just gonna, like, leave at the best opportunity, kind of a thing.
1: So, well, doesn't he know we need keys, though? Like, us as keys?
0: Yes, but he's not gonna do it on your terms, you know what I mean? Like, he's... I mean, doesn't he have to? I he doesn't get it open at all.
3: Couldn't you think that perhaps he's able to force us to do whatever he wants us to?
0: Yeah, I mean, he can go he, get reinforcements. I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what it is. Is he's going to try to leave with the best opportunity, get more reinforcements, capture you all, and then force you to do this. Because that
1: worked so well for him last um, time he tried
0: to do that. Well, he only had two people last time, so, and they were split up. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the, you don't know any of that. You think you've got yeah, yeah. so. Awesome. So, you, I mean, obviously you're taking Yuma, correct? Yes. The mercenaries probably stay.
4: The, yeah, we probably can't
0: afford to pay them. Uh, oh, and Min, I guess. Yeah. So.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Awesome. So you all head out and off to Lucerta. The, the last shot we see are the three graves. The blacksmith, his wife, and their... <laughs> oh, man. Good <laughs> job, guys. We did a thing and got a of you know people killed. Do. do you know
1: what else is there? Grease smoke. No. Oh, thank goodness! He's the broken,
0: from the Kentarius's broken staff is
1: laid So
5: there. How did that get there? Like, I kind of set it on fire.
0: I thought because that's the thing. I thought Cantarius might have like set it upon their graves, like I'm sorry, kind of a thing.
4: No, there's a pie. Oh, no, oh, oh, no! So yes, there's a pie. Oh no! Oh no! Yes,
5: there's a pie.
4: I really missed
3: something. Yes, same.
0: No, I, made them, I, made them a I made them a pie At the and they beginning, remember? It. Oh yeah!
1: I was oh, not here oh, for that oh, no.
0: episode.
4: <laughs> oh, right. oh, no. yeah, all I, oh,
5: I gave the. I gave the dad dog, I, I was going to give dog. the daughter a pie
4: and the wow. and the dad
5: one that accepted it except his exception was he looked at me and said get away from my family and threw it on the ground and I was so upset and I freaked out on him so I was like that was a good pie man what's wrong with you?
3: It's so good.
0: That was episode 10 of Crow Inquisitors. This marks the end of Crow Inquisitors season 1, though I will be releasing a final post-season discussion with the cast and I soon. I hope you've enjoyed season 1 of Crow Inquisitors. More content will be coming in the future, but for now, we've reached the end. Thank you so much for listening.